Welcome to the Spirituality What? podcast, where we explore the mysteries, joys, and challenges of being spiritual beings navigating our unpredictable human experience we call life here on planet Earth. I'm your friendly guide, Rebecca, ready to jump into our adventure of the day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spirituality What? I am thrilled to dig into our episode, part one of two today with Miss Natty Boss on jujitsu and spirituality. So Natty is from Texas and probably the epitome of the word holistic in regards to what she does as a performance coach for athletes. She's the owner of Body by Boss LLC, whose mission it is to create empowered athletes through teaching a preventative holistic approach to optimizing performance and wellness that encompasses the full integrated one that is you, your mind, your body, and your spirit. She uses a trauma-informed approach in healing that trauma, expanding consciousness, optimizing health, and enhancing performance. She is a mom. She is a jujitsu black belt. She is a certified dietitian and breathwork facilitator. And I found Natty because I was doing some research for this podcast on lessons learned with podcasting and best practices. And Natty has a podcast called the Empowered Athlete Podcast. And her 100th episode, instead of being about jujitsu and athletics um, and that experience was about podcasting. And so I listened to that episode and just found that she was very connected and talked about the universe so I was really intrigued and I started following her podcast and I listened to a ton of other episodes and just decided this is perfect I have to get this woman on this podcast so today we are really going to dig into what is jujitsu as a sport how does it work set a little bit of a foundation there we're going to talk about jujitsu and spirituality the differences between community sports and team sports, and then also a little bit about what it means to and what it looks like to do jujitsu without spirituality through pure will. Thanks for joining today and let's dive right in. All right, welcome back to the Spirituality What podcast. I'm here with Natty Bost, and we are going to dig in today on everything jujitsu and also spirituality and jujitsu. So, Natty, if you want to give a little introduction. Yes, so my name's Natalie DeSimone, and I go by Natty Boss. So, that's where you're going to see me basically everywhere on the internet. Um, so, it's usually surprise people to find my real name, but I'm Natalie DeSimone. I'm a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and I'm a holistic performance coach. It's, I think, the best way to encompass everything that I do. And basically, I utilize a holistic approach in helping female athletes optimize their health, performance, and overall well-being. And that's basically everything that I do, whether it's one-on-one work, whether it's my coaching programs or self-paced programs, or even the content I put out there on social it's always going to come back to that philosophy. And I believe that in order for us to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we really just need to prioritize our well-being. And that is physical, mental, Absolutely. emotional, spiritual. And that's everything that I live to do. And 
um, hope to achieve in the content I create. That's, and, and I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. So the question that I ask everybody and the standard question for the podcast to get things kicked off is what does spirituality mean to you? Yes, I really love this question and it really got me thinking when you sent this to me beforehand. And for me, spirituality is about coming into union with the integrated whole. And so for me, that's equal parts recognizing and honoring my human experience, as well as my divine nature that is part of something bigger than me. So I like to think that I am using my body as the vessel to live out my soul's curriculum, which is something I talk about a lot, like our soul's curriculum. And I believe that I and every human here on the earth is given this body or a body to do exactly that, to connect with their soul's curriculum and use their body as a way of expressing what that is to be. And that's how I define living a spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So really quickly, before we jump into the nitty gritty of jujitsu, how that relates to spirituality, what do you mean exactly when you say integrated whole in this context? Is that the spiritual and the physical aspects together? Does that mean? Yeah, it's the else? physical and the metaphysical. And I think for me, it's really integrating like all of the parts of who I am and into the human. coming into union with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. The spiritual exactly. side, human side. Totally. Everything, all of the different parts together. We had one of our guests um, say that spirituality, and I, I keep referring back to hers because her definition was just so generic that it means everything. And she's like, it's my mind, it's my body, it's all my things. And I was like, yes, that makes sense. So it's very similar relationship to what you've given here. So yeah. And I'm definitely telling everybody on the podcast, I don't know anything about jujitsu, everything I know, which is a very tiny amount I've learned in the preparation for this podcast by listening to your podcast, Natty. So I don't know very much. So we're going to start with just a 50,000 foot view of what is jujitsu as a sport? What does it mean to be a jujitsu athlete? What does it mean to be a black belt? Like people might not know. So let's set a baseline and a foundation with that. Yeah. So jujitsu is such a life-changing journey and the sport itself. So I think the sport was originally designed to empower people through self-defense and really learn how to utilize leverage angles and different aspects like that um, or pressure to allow a smaller person to be able to overcome a larger opponent. And I think that's where it really oh, started okay. off with was from a place of self-defense. And very cool. I think most people think that because somebody is stronger physically, they're automatically going to win. And what you totally. taught us is that that's not the case whatsoever, and that it really comes down to technique and understanding energy, understanding leverage, understanding angles to be able to use that against your opponent to get the upper hand and be in a more dominant position. And in jujitsu, your primary goal is to be in a dominant position and then ultimately end it with a submission. So there's different positions in jujitsu that have different points associated with them when you come to the sport side of it, where you're tracking your points to try to win a match. But basically it, it again, comes back to the self-defense piece where the positions that you're in, the ones that are awarded the most points are the ones that would be the best for a self-defense scenario. 
So it just means that you are controlling your opponent to the highest degree. And then submissions in jujitsu are, it's amazing because you're not going to get, you know, brain damage (laughs) like boxing or other combat sports. You're utilizing things like um, joint manipulation or strangles are basically the two primary ways. And that looks different. You can do it on the legs. You can do it on the arms. You can do it on the neck um, to basically subdue your opponent and essentially get the tap, which is the f- basically the finishing of that match. That's the end goal of every match is to get a submission. Okay. Um, but there are okay. different fighters. Some people go for just the submission and don't really care about the position. And then some people really work to solidify strong positions and then work their way up to a finishing submission. And I tend to be one of those fighters where I focus on more of the positional control and we do start standing. So there is also an element of taking your opponent down. And then if you do that, you are most likely in a more dominant position to start. And then you're in a better spot, quote unquote, to be able to, you know, continue the match in your favor. So as far as the sport of jujitsu, like I said, people do it at the highest levels. People do it for fun, for hobby, just to test themselves to see all the work they put in on the mats in the dojo, you know, where their progress is and where their holes are and how they can, you know, just what improvements they need to focus on to just become the best versions of themselves. I think most people enter jujitsu either for self-defense, for just getting into better health and just physical condition, um, or to also have a community because one of the things I noticed as we get older is there aren't many community-based like sports, even though it's an individual sport, there aren't many yes. sports for adults that have this community aspect. And I think we adults Absolutely. are missing that. And so they kind of join a martial art because they are understanding that it's usually a group or class setting and they can kind of build that camaraderie as well. And that's what people, that's what usually gets people in the door, but the growth that happens in jujitsu, the internal growth that happens in jujitsu and who it forces you to become is why people stay. It's this constant quest of personal development and growth and seeing what your potential is and what you're made of. I believe that's what really makes people addicted and stay. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. It was so crazy. I was just driving around this morning and like, oh my gosh, there's a jujitsu place or a studio or a center, a place where you do that. And I don't know what it's called. And I was like, it's like right here. I've literally never seen that That's before. Weird. Once it's like in your mind, you start to see it everywhere. Yeah, totally. You just see it everywhere. Well, one That's- thing I want to say too, I just want to add real quick that I didn't really think that's important distinction as far as the other martial arts is that this is classified as a grappling martial art. So it really is like the grappling aspect. And what differentiates all the martial arts is usually distance. So what I mean by that okay. is, again, I have a black belt in Taekwondo as well. Whoa, and so Taekwondo gotcha. is a little bit more distance. So I've been doing this for a long time. There's a lot of distance with Taekwondo. There's utilizing way more kicks and punch. So there's distance between your opponent. And okay. so with different martial arts, the distance is what determines it. So for grappling, it's very hands-on. It's very like um, wrestling, it's similar kind of. to wrestling. Yeah, the difference, totally. I believe, I'm not a wrestler in like any type of formal context. I do integrate wrestling. But I don't believe there's really much of the like submission holds and things like that or sweeps and things like that. It's really about chins and maintaining maintaining control. So there's a little differentiation there. But most of the time I have to relate jujitsu to wrestling for people to understand who are kind of new to the world of jujitsu. 
Yeah, sure. Totally. So you mentioned some really interesting things and for all the listeners out there, you can't see me because this is audio only podcast at the moment, but I do take notes. It's just how my brain works and some interesting words that I think will come up later on in this episode as we start to get into the spirituality and the holistic aspect are like energy and community, which I thought were really cool. As somebody over the age of 35, I feel like finding community and any kind of activity yeah, is absolutely. difficult. So maybe ju- this jujitsu place, it's only like two minutes from my house. Like maybe I'll have to give it a try after this. <laughs> One of the beautiful things about jujitsu is in my experience, having done it for 14 years, is it brings people together that you would never normally ever come into contact with. Like we have people who are doctors or entrepreneurs or yes. literally caring for sheeps, like and a farmer, like literally anyone and everyone never originally cross paths, they get to kind of, I don't know, just have those communications and, and that interaction with people. And it's really cool to expand your community and your circle by just being in connection with people you would literally never have otherwise met. That is super cool. I do love that about athletics and sports in general. There's, you know, you can be interested in a wide range of things and it's really easy to just come across people from all walks of life especially in community-driven sports, which doesn't necessarily mean team sports, but more community-driven sports, you know what I mean? So we just know a little bit about everybody now knows a little bit about jujitsu. So what is the relationship between spirituality and jujitsu from your perspective? I love this question. And for me, I guess it, it comes down to first kind of defining my perspective of, we kind of talked about my definition of spirituality, but I think again, it always comes back to your connection to yourself. And the more that we deepen our connection to ourself, the more opportunity we have to connect to our spiritual nature. And so with jujitsu, the number one thing that I believe it does is it connects people to presence. Yeah. Like the present moment. Yeah. The present moment. Because it is a combat sport. And so the interesting thing about the work that I do Mm. that's trauma-informed and that uses energetics and healing is that, you know, basically we are activating our fight or flight system. We're signing up to do a combat sport. So somebody's attacking us, even though it's in a controlled setting and it's something that we signed up for, it was an autonomous choice that we made, it's still going to activate that within us. And so we're constantly in like potentially this fight or flight state. And this can bring up a lot of like triggers for us. You mean like physiologically, like our body will act like adrenaline, rushing. Adrenaline rush. We will be spastic. We will start to lose our breath. People disassociate. People pass out. People throw up physiologically, like emotionally. Like it really just brings out things that we don't necessarily um, consider when we are initially signing up for it, that that is going to be a part of the experience. But I've one never, of- never done a sport like that. I literally never even thought about that until just now. I mean, I've done yeah. team sports, but like never a combat sport where I was like, Oh God, like, you're right. You're literally signing up for somebody to beat you up or get you in a chilled cold or something like that. It's like super interesting. Yes. And because of that, you literally are either going to be in this this fight response to survive because of that and what's going to give you kind of like your growth in jujitsu 
and which translates to every other aspect of life is this idea that it connects you to presence. Because if you're not present in the moment, you're not going to have the power to do anything. You're not going to be able to be able to turn on your prefrontal cortex to be able to cognitively think through the situation at hand to see what the problem is that you're actually being presented with and how to navigate and move through that. For that reason, many people associate jujitsu with chess. Like it's the physical sport of chess because for you to basically how you progress in jujitsu is becoming a chess master essentially. And that's not necessarily the the real game of chess, but just like that metaphorical analogy Mm -hmm. of thinking three steps ahead of your opponent. The only way to do that is to be present. And the other thing is that it's a very embodied sport. Like we need to be in our body in order to be present. And the reason why I feel like there's a spirituality connection there is I think it's what people crave. I think people, the collective right now in the world, we're so in our head, we're so disassociated and disconnected from our body. So when we get in a situation where we're forced to be present or quote unquote die <laughs> because like yeah. you get choked out. Yep. Yeah, or at least it feels like that. Like you're either going to get choked out and, and allow that chaos to win or you have to learn how to develop presence in the chaos, how to develop calm in the, pre- uh, the, the present moment, how to um, regulate your totally. nervous system, how to, you know, really flow with the energy presented. And I think that's really where the spiritual piece comes in for me is what I've learned becoming a black belt is it really is about just being attuned to the energy of the situation. So what I mean by that is there's going to be resistance from an opponent. And I think when we aren't really attuned to the energy of our body and our movements and jujitsu is a very body-based sport, so it helps you develop more body awareness. Okay, cool and understand your body and the way that you move better. And the way that we move dictates and shows us a lot about the way that we move in life, not just on the mats, right? The way that we move. So the more that we can move with the energy of what's presented with us, the more that we are able to progress and just, again, get more in those dominant positions and just have the match go more according to our way. And if we try to butt heads with resistance, so if there is someone putting a certain pressure on us in a certain way and we're trying to push against that resistance, we're wasting a lot of our energy and we're not really Mm. going to be able to go to the next step because we're just basically pushing resistance with resistance. Whereas a big aspect of the work in spirituality and just in healing is going with the resistance, like almost like accepting the resistance and directing it somewhere else. Yeah. There's a lot of like the energetics, which I believe is a lot of the spiritual realm, like working with the universe and the energetics. So I think that in, in addition, it helps you develop a deeper connection to yourself because of your body awareness. And it's going to present, like I said, your fight or flight sy- symptoms. Yeah. It's going to your beliefs. I am just baffled by this. Like I can just imagine people in their first match ever just like running away. Like, I don't know. I might do that. I'm like, it's just so much more emotional than I ever imagined that it would be specifically because. So let's pause there for a second, because I think what you said is exactly what I'm pointing to is that when met with a threat, when met with the fear that's presented, when we don't have those tools, we're not connected to ourselves enough to regulate ourselves and to create safety and to know that we are, you know, safe and that we can trust ourselves in the situation and we have the tools and all of that stuff. 
we're going to turn towards our tendency. And in your case, you said you might run away. So the question becomes how that translates to life is where else do we run away when we meet resistance and fear? Absolutely. Yes. Like, I don't know. Like I've said, I I never really have done a sport like that before. I've never done Taekwondo or anything, just team sports. And I mean, this podcast is about finding spirituality everywhere. So I'm, I'm sure I could find spirituality in a soccer team and a soccer match, but it just feels like it's on a completely different level. Yeah. I think because you are, it's a relational sport. Whereas like with soccer, you still have relations within your, you know, teammates and, and, and all of that, but there's somebody on you and like, there's a relationship between those two people who are fighting, you know, the energies, the nervous system, just all of that stuff feeds off of each other. And so it definitely brings a different depth and a different perspective and element that people, I always say, it's like people are either forced to rise into that and use that as a mirror to really know themselves deeper or they quit. And that's really the reality of it. And that's what I've noticed over the years is those that quit are met with those, as I talked about earlier, that integrated whole, they're met with the parts of themselves that they're not at peace with, or perhaps they're just at war with. And if they aren't willing to meet themselves there, then the only other option is quit because jujitsu is not going to stop being a- It's not going to stop presenting. It's not going to stop being a yeah, mirror for yeah. what you need to work on and where- your disconnection is with yourself. So the easy way out is to quit or you can work through that and in that process, strengthen your connection to yourself and get to know yourself on a deeper level. Yeah. The deeper we know ourselves, in my opinion, is the, the, what opens the door to accessing deeper levels of spirituality because our spirit, our soul is the depths of who we are. So the more that we rest those layers, the more we come into our, our essence, our wholeness. Totally. Totally. So I, there's some things that we haven't yet talked about on this podcast that I'm, that I definitely, we're going to do some um, episodes on before, but there's, there's some further topics here, but is there like a relationship between the work that you see people doing in sports like jujitsu, like on the mats with this mirror aspect and this energetic healing potentially different than other sports or other things like therapy and part of your holistic approach, like just other things in people's lives. Can you reword that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just getting down to it, like what I'm wondering, the question really is like, do people in jujitsu go to therapy a lot? (laughs) Because I'm just like wondering, man, if all this stuff is just brought up that they are going to have to deal with this and they're going to have to deal with it in other ways and get through this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So 100% um, what I find is that it's very uh, common that people who do jujitsu are probably seeing some type of therapist or doing some type of healing work or getting some level of support, just healing support, whatever that is going to look like for the individual, because it will activate those things. You know, our jujitsu will bring out our ego, you know, um, it'll bring out, like I said, our weaknesses. It'll bring out our shadows. So parts of us that we haven't yet accepted, it'll really highlight our limiting beliefs. You know, it'll really highlight, you know, where our blocks are that are holding us back from reaching our potential. And so if you don't have a support system 
to navigate that. I mean, jujitsu is hard. Jujitsu is not the the. It looks super hard on your videos. The path to mastery for jujitsu is not easy. It's not as simple as like memorizing, um, and it's also not as simple as even repetition. And this is something I talk about a lot. Where like I'm a big fan of repetition of drilling, where like mastering a specific technique through repetition is absolutely beneficial. However, because jujitsu is a relational sport, you're not getting the same interaction every single time you're with someone. You're having a completely different experience. You have different reactions every single time. Even if it's the same person, every single match, there's going to be a completely different experience that unfolds. Yeah. And so it's, it's in the, you know, learning how to apply things in that time that is really important. Um, Whereas like, other sports, perhaps like for soccer, you can master dribbling just by practicing. And that can probably translate pretty well on the field. Yeah, totally. Because you're not necessarily in contact with another person who's changing the dynamic. Like you could probably control that. But, you know, so much of jujitsu is out of your control when you're in a live fight. Yeah. This is not just you. It's you and someone else and you don't know how they're going to react. So you have to just be present enough and aware enough in your body to be able to adapt on the fly when things happen. Yeah. You're not going to know anything in advance. That's totally true. I mean, you can't predict it, right? To a certain extent, you're trying to be this chess master and you're trying to be able to predict it. But if somebody you've never even fought before, I'm sure there's a little bit of like a warm-up period in a match where you're kind of figuring out what their strategy is, like what their game is. Absolutely. And I say all the time, the person who's going to have the the one up is the person who's the most present. Yeah, really. The person who's most in. present, person who's the most attuned to the present moment and what's happening and what they're feeling in their body is going to be the one that's going to be able to recognize nuances, even just a millisecond quicker than the other person. And that matters yeah, totally. in a match. Those milliseconds add up and makes or breaks. Yeah, absolutely. So do you see a relationship between somebody's ability to progress through the physical aspects of jujitsu, like based on facing things that are in the mirror, based on the emotional or trauma backgrounds? Like, is there, can you do well? It sounds like you, you can't do well physically in jujitsu if you don't deal with the other part. That's kind of what I'm getting from you. But like, is that the reality? This, this is a beautiful kind of conversation because <clears throat> both exist. So let's start with those who are able to achieve great things and do really well while not addressing their things. And basically, that just means when I see that witness that in the sport, in the industry, what I know about that person without ever meeting, meeting them is that they just have a really strong will. And some people... I am one of those people in the world and in life that some people have a really strong will. And with will, you can do a lot. You can force your body through a lot and make it really far. And we see this with billionaires, right? Like expand the conversation to beyond sport. People can become a billionaire and be depressed. Yeah, yeah, totally. And not have their shit together, absolutely. Be crumbling, commit suicide. Unfortunately, And they're a billionaire, right? On paper, they achieve success. 
but they did it in a way where they were not really addressing themselves in that process and it eventually catches up to them. Mm -hmm. So my question for part one of that is it will catch up to them. And there have been many athletes who have, and I've, I've loved that they've spoken out, who have a big voice in social media, just a big presence where they start to say like, I've achieved X, Y, Z, all of these things. And I just never felt yes. happy. Right. I just, I just felt like I was, you see that. Yeah. Right. And so it can happen, but it will catch up to you some way or another. And the other side of it is that Yes, if you address those things alongside your physical growth in the sport as you're learning, you will go further faster and just enjoy the process along the way versus just seeking the end result and not enjoying the process and learning about yourself and growing and evolving in that process and appreciating and being grateful for everything that comes along that process. It's a completely different outcome as far as both people might win gold, but their experience of that is going to be completely oh, different. Yep. Night and day different, right? That's definitely really interesting. So this this goes with the theme of this podcast, which is you you don't have to have a spiritual connecting experience when doing jujitsu. You can just do it just to, you know, get ripped because <laughs> that's like, it does seem like people who do jujitsu are super fit. I, I <laughs> Yes. But what I will say is that one of the things you will find in people at the highest level is they will always attribute their success or at least make some type of speech in the name of oh, God in some way. There is always a level. I don't know the specifics of each individual and what their relationship is and, and what that is, but there is, I would say 98% of the time, hmm. there is always some type of gratefulness about God and that God has led them there or that, you know, they're just following their purpose. You know, all of that to me is conversation around them being connected to the spiritual Absolutely. side of them. So I think that with those people, it still is part of the conversation because jujitsu, as I said, is really hard and there are going to be so many opportunities to want to quit and to want to bail because you're putting your body, your mind, your emotional body in so much stress every single day for as long as you're training. And if you don't have something that can connect you a deeper purpose that can connect you to keep showing up. Yeah. Where are you digging from? It's yeah. hard. Like, I mean, literally kudos to the people who make it with, with nothing, but I really don't know if that's possible. Yeah, absolutely. At some point, you're going to have to connect to something deeper, something that when people say, like, I dig deep, right? It's like digging deep. That, yeah, like, where are you Where are you digging deep from if you don't have this other? Because if you're connected to something exactly. bigger, it allows the process, albeit hard and difficult, it's still like there's still this appreciation for that process. And it makes showing up easier because it's not just – you know, this end result, it's like you're doing something for a greater purpose yeah. or what you perceive your purpose is in, in that endeavor. Absolutely. Yeah. I think when you talk about this, like just digging deep, I, I think about, I did CrossFit for a while and I'm not going to say that it's the same at all, uh, but I will say that it was fucking hard <laughs> and there was a lot, there was a lot of digging and it has kind of a similar, like maybe sort of community aspect. I didn't have the fight or yeah. flight or life-threatening sort of aspect, but 
it's like still very unique to that type of sport to jujitsu in those types of sports. So this is super interesting. So interesting, man, Natty's such a interesting person. So excited to be doing this. Join us next week for part two of this intriguing journey into spirituality and jujitsu. Thank you for joining me on today's spirituality what adventure. Subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. Visit us on Instagram at spirituality.what to interact, tell us what spirituality means to you, and even provide some of your own personal musings. Human on, you phenomenal spiritual beings.